one day your human life will run out. And the enjoyment will be over. Welcome to Life Study, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Life Study is a study of the Bible emphasizing life. Jesus said in John 6:63, "The words I have spoken to you are spirit and are life." Life Study is the fruit of over 70 years of ministry by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Watchman Nee began this ministry in China in the 1920s and continued it until his imprisonment and eventual martyrdom. Witness Lee brought this ministry to the United States in 1962. Before we join Witness Lee with today's live study of John, we would like to give you our toll-free number through which you may obtain a free copy of today's message. That toll-free number is 1888 Life Study. 1888-543-3788. Today, Witness Lee continues the life study of the Gospel of John with chapter 2. Where Jesus turns water into wine at the wedding feast in Cana of Galilee, showing the principle in the Gospel of John to turn death into life. And now here's Witness Lee. Chapter one gives us an introduction to the whole book, and we have seen the introduction. Starts from eternity past and ends with the eternity future, and in between, as we have seen, there is the bridge of time on which five main events transpire to accomplish God's eternal purpose. We have seen this clearly. Now, by the way, I must point out to you that John tells us that the Lord Jesus did lots of things, thousands of things, right? But out of the thousand cases, John the writer only selected not more than twelve events. From chapter three through chapter eleven, it is so clear there are nine cases, from Nicodemus to the resurrection of Lazarus, altogether nine cases, plus one in chapter two, the changing of water into wine, and this is the tenth event. And then you have the cleansing of the temple. You may consider this as the eleventh event. Then you have the foot washing in chapter thirteen. You may consider that as the twelfth event. I tell you, after this, nearly John didn't pick up any other event. Only twelve. My point is this. If you compare this gospel with the other three gospels, you could see so many things. The other three give a record, but John doesn't. And what John records, those three would not. 
Now, based upon this principle, we all have to realize the record of change of water into wine is not just a record of a story. It must have a special significance in the spiritual meaning. This is an event accomplished by the Lord Jesus to set up a principle of life. Amen. What is the principle of life? The principle of life is just to change death into life. In the whole book, among all the cases, the principle is to change death into life. It is so clear, especially with the case of Lazarus. Lazarus was dead. Not only dead, but buried. And buried after four days. Thoroughly dead and even <laughs> became stinking. Full of death. From the bottom to the top, from the top to the bottom, from within to without, from without to within. Every layer, every avenue is dead. And the story tells us when the Lord Jesus got information that Lazarus was sick, he wouldn't go. Rather, he would stay. Till that person fully dead, buried, and stinking, full of death. Then she came. To do what? You may say to raise up Lazarus, but I would say using the principle of life to change death into life. This story of changing water into wine is a case to set up the principle of life that is to change death into life. It's quite meaningful. Very, very meaningful. Okay. Open your tongue. To chapter 2. First of all, it says in verse 1, and the third day. How you count the third day? Have you found that in chapter 1, you have three next day? 29 says, the next day, John saw Jesus coming and said, Behold the Lamb of God. And then 35, say, again the next day. And then 43, the next day. Why the next day, the next day, the next day in chapter 1, and out of a sudden, it doesn't say anymore the next day, but the third day in chapter 2. I tell you, the third day in chapter 2 should not be the third day. It should be the fifth day. Right? The first day plus next day, the next day, and the next day, then the fifth day. 
How many next day do you have in chapter one? Three. All the things shouldn't be of the third day, because the third day is the day of resurrection. Right? All the things in chapter one are not the things on the third day in resurrection until this one thing: changing water into wine. This is. <laughs> Some of the thing that transpired on the third day, which signifies what? Resurrection. So here it says, the third day, that means what? In resurrection. How could we know that Jesus came here to the weak and fragile people? Because the name of the place is Cana. And Cana in Hebrew means rage. If you read Isaiah, you have the, all, all the references here, and Matthew, you could see in Fiji, in the Bible, rage means what? Means fragile people. So, when Jesus came to Cana, that indicated he came to the weak and fragile people. And Cana was in Galilee, and Galilee was a despised district. It's quite meaningful. We all have to know that the whole world is a despised situation, and all the people on this earth are just like rage, weak, and fragile. Yet Jesus came to them. In resurrection, he came in resurrection, and he came to them in what kind of occasion? In an occasion of wedding. Now we must allegorize again. First of all, we have to find out what is marriage. Marriage, no doubt, is the main thing of the human life. And marriage is the continuation of the human life. If you cut off marriage, that means what? That means you terminate the human life. There'll be no continuation of human life. So marriage signifies the continuation of the human life. Then what is the wedding? A wedding feast. The wedding or the wedding feast signifies the pleasure, the joy, the enjoyment of the human life. Everybody knows wedding is a joyful thing, but listen to this: the human wedding, we all know, is very temporary. The wine is the central thing for the enjoyment of the wedding. That wine ran out. This signifies the <coughs> enjoyment of the human life will be terminated by what? By the human life running out. We all have to realize, regardless what kind of wedding you are in. You know what I mean? How rich you are, how high you are. What kind of education you got? What degree you have received? Whatever, whatever, whatever. I tell you, 
<laughs> one day your human life will run out. When your human life runs out, I tell you, your writing is terminated, and the enjoyment will be over. And this happened at the feast that day. Let me check with you. Don't you believe that before the Lord Jesus went to Cana, he realized this running out of wine would happen. And that was why he wasn't there. It happened not as an accident to the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus foreknew that the running out of wine would happen there. So he went there to set up the principle of life. Then, it is quite meaningful. The Lord did something. He saw there were six big water pots. For what purpose? For the purpose of purification. That was a Jewish practice in their religion. You know, the ancient Jews, they lacked all the time to wash themselves, to keep themselves clean and pure in God's worship. But the Lord Jesus told people to fill the six pots with water to the brain. What does this mean? This simply signifies that the human beings are full of death. Six water parts signify the humankind created on the sixth day. Fill them with water signifies that the humankind is filled with death. Here, in this case, water doesn't signify life, but rather death. In typology, in the Bible, water has two significances. One is death. In Genesis 1, the water there didn't signify anything of life, but of death. You know, in baptism, water doesn't signify anything of life, but of death. So here, water doesn't signify life, but death. The six water parts all are filled with water. This means all the human beings are filled with death. Then the Lord Jesus is marvelous, changed this death water into wine. And this miracle not only shows that the Lord Jesus was the one that could call not being as being, but also it shows that the Lord Jesus can change death into life. Well, now, please apply this principle to your experiences. 
many times, even with the Christian families, the Christian wife and the Christian husband, they may come to a point that their life runs out. Literally speaking, they couldn't go on in their marriage life. But if they would open up their, themselves to the Lord Jesus, and the Lord Jesus would change that death water into life. Amen. And the Lord Jesus did a lot of things like this. Am I right? He did change the death water in many married lives into life. I would tell all of you, regardless what kind of case you would be in, if you would turn that case to Lord Jesus, he would do the same thing, to change your death situation into one full of life. Amen. Then, here he says, this is the first sign. In the Bible, whatever is firstly mentioned, that would set up a principle of all the same things. So the first sign is to change something of death into life. I tell you, this is the principle of all the signs. All the signs which the Lord Jesus did were in the same principle to change death into life. That was Witness Lee speaking from John chapter 2. If you would like a copy of today's Life Study message, please call toll-free 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Now with us in the studio today is Ed Marks, who has been an editor with Living Stream Ministry for over 11 years. Ed, good to have you here again. I'm very thankful to be here with you again so that we can get into the divine truths of God's holy word and enter into their intrinsic spiritual significance. Ed, why does Witness Lee speak of the need to allegorize this story of the Lord changing the water into wine? The reason why Brother Lee says this is because John's writings are full of signs. In the book of John, in John chapter 2, verse 11, John refers to this miracle which the Lord performed at Cana as the beginning of signs. And if you look throughout the entire Gospel of John, all the miracles which the Lord performed are called signs. Even in the book of Revelation, in chapter 1 of Revelation, verse 1, John says he made known the revelation of Jesus Christ to John by signs. A sign is a symbol with spiritual significance. In order to understand these symbols, we need to allegorize them in a proper divine way so that we can see the revelation behind these symbols. With this first story, with the Lord's changing of the water into wine at Cana, what we see is that this illustrates the principle of life to change death into life. This changing of death into life 
governs all the stories or signs in the Gospel of John. How can Witness Lee say that Christ came in resurrection to the people in Cana when he was not yet resurrected? Well, this story tells us that Christ came on the third day. We know that the Lord resurrected on the third day. This shows that he came to these people in Cana in resurrection. But more specifically, what we need to realize is that even before the Lord resurrected, he is the resurrection. In John eleven twenty five, he makes this marvelous statement. He says, I am the resurrection. So this wonderful person is the resurrection. Whatever he does, wherever he goes, resurrection is there. From the divine perspective and from God's viewpoint, resurrection is not merely an event. Resurrection is the person of Jesus Christ himself. So whatever the Lord Jesus does in the Gospel of John is the exercise of himself as resurrection. Ed, can you explain more about the significance of the wine running out at the wedding feast? Yes, wine, of course, is the life juice of the grape. So what the wine signifies as the life juice of the grape is our human life. And the wine running out at the wedding feast of Cana signifies that our human life always runs out. But what's so marvelous is our human life runs out. The things of our human life run out, but the divine life, which is Christ himself, never runs out. And he lives in us as our life. Christ is our life. And he indwells us as the divine, eternal uncreated, indestructible, unfading, never-ending life of God that never runs out. And it's when the things of our human life run out that we realize that Christ as the divine life never runs out and that we need him to be our life and everything in this fading human life. How can Witness Lee say that man is filled with death? The first reason why he can say this is that, according to God's viewpoint, all men that have not received Christ as their life are dead in his eyes. Ephesians 2.1 tells us that before we believed into Christ to receive him as our life, we were dead in offenses and sins. What this means is that we were dead spiritually. Our spirit became deadened because of the fall of man and has lost its ability to contact God and to participate in and experience God. Now, furthermore, in this story of the changing of water into wine at the wedding feast at Cana, when the Lord wanted to meet the need of supplying the people with wine at this wedding, which had run out, He asked them to bring him six stone water pots, which were empty. And these water pots here were used for the Jewish rite of purification. He filled these water pots to the brim with water. And according to the scriptures, water can signify either life or death. 
In this instance, water signifies death. In Genesis chapter 1, the water there that covered the earth signifies death. And we know that the waters of baptism also signify death. Well, the Lord charged them to fill these stone water pots to the brim with water. And we need to realize that this is man's situation. Man is filled to the brim with death. This is why Brother Lee says that man is filled with death. Now, the number six in this story signifies the created man as an empty vessel. We know that man was created on the sixth day and that man was created as a vessel to receive and contain Christ as his life. So man is empty and he's meant to contain Christ as life. But what happens is man does not choose Christ. He chooses other things, which actually are death, and he gets filled with death to the brim. At that point, the Lord has a marvelous opportunity to change man's death into life. Please share more about the application of the principle of changing death into life. Well, from our experience as believers, we can recall that this happened to us even when we receive the Lord as our life and Savior. In the Gospel of Luke, there's a marvelous story there concerning the prodigal son. And he went out of his father's presence, and he spent all of his money. At that time when he had spent all, it says a severe famine arose in the land. That famine came at the worst time after he had spent all. At that point, when he was filled with death, that's the time when he came to his senses, he returned to his father, and he was brought back to life. Even his father said, this son of mine who was dead now lives again. This happened to us when we got saved. We got filled with death. When we were in a death situation, we cried out to the Lord. We repented. And he, we received him as life, and he changed the death within us into life. As Brother Lee pointed out in the message, this applies sometimes to our family life or to our relationships with our colleagues or with other brothers and sisters. Sometimes in our family life, there can just be a death situation. But the Lord can change any kind of death situation, any kind of negative situation into life for his expression, and for his glorification. I would like to add one more thing. Many times out of our concern for people's salvation or out of our concern for other Christian brothers and sisters, we will pray for them. And sometimes when we pray for them, it seems like their situation gets worse. And we wonder what's happening. Well, actually, what we need to realize is that when we pray for them and seemingly their situation gets worse, This many times is an answer to our prayer. When we're at our end, sometimes when we pray for that person who's at his end, the Lord will send a famine to bring him more to his end and to cause him to be desperate to turn to the Lord so that the Lord can change his death into life. Thank you, Ed. If you would like a free copy of today's Life Study message and a gift copy of the Stream magazine, call toll-free at 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Or write us at Living Stream Ministry, P. 
P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or visit us at our website, www.lsm.org. That's www.lsm.org. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.